Hey guys, welcome back to the channel. So maybe you've heard about the crazy price appreciation here in Las Vegas that is also going hand in hand with the crazy rent appreciation. Rents and home prices are going up, up, up in Las Vegas. So maybe you're thinking to yourself, hey, I wanna get in on this. I already own some rental properties and I wanna do a 1031 exchange and be able to get myself into even more rental properties, more appreciation, more cash flow here in Las Vegas. Well, good news for you is that this video is gonna be all about 1031 exchanges, what they are, who does them, why they do them, how to do them, all that sort of stuff. And then at the end of the video, we're gonna finish with some best practices about 1031 exchanges. So stay tuned for the whole video, guys, because you're gonna get a lot of great information. If you don't already know, my name's Tom. I help people move to Las Vegas, and I talk about what it's really like to live here in Las Vegas. So if that's what you're interested in, please hit that subscribe button, like this video, and stay tuned for more content. With that, guys, let's jump right into this talk about 1031 exchanges and how you can use them in Las Vegas to really get into some great rental properties. So for everyone who doesn't know, a 1031 exchange is a way that you can legally defer taxes on real estate that you sell as long as it's a rental property or some couple other different types of property. Um, and then you can use that money, that, that deferred tax-free income, and then you can use that in other places for other real estate opportunities to grow your cash flow, grow your appreciation, and really just all around grow your wealth. So I have some notes down here, you're gonna see me looking down, but this is all legal, guys. It seems like it shouldn't be, but trust me, it's 100% legal. But just make sure before you do any kind of 1031 exchange, go talk to a tax professional who is familiar with 1031 exchanges, who knows what they're doing, tell them what you wanna do, and, uh, and then go from there. So that's what a 1031 exchange is. Um, now let's talk about who may wanna use a 1031 exchange. So if you are a real estate investor, you have a lot of opportunities, or excuse me, you have a lot of properties that maybe the appreciation has started to flatline or the cash flow has started to flatline and do you wanna look at other opportunities? Hey, how can I get rid of the rental property I already have and put myself in a better position with a different rental property or a different set of properties, maybe in a different city? So that's uh, you know one, basically the entire subset of people who would use the 1031 exchange is a real estate investor who wants to you know, sell some real estate, defer the taxes, and then use that collected pot of brand new income to buy new rental properties that have better appreciation and better cash flow, uh, you know, wherever those properties may be. Um, and so this 1031 exchange thing is super incredibly useful. Uh, and let's talk about why you'd use a 1031 exchange. So the reason you, you want to use, or the reason why you would use a 1031 exchange instead of just selling the property and using the income to buy more real estate property is because if you just sell and you pay your taxes, you're, you're losing out on that money. You're not gonna be able to use that money to acquire more property. So let's do giving an example. Say you sell a property, it's worth $100,000, you sell it for $100,000. If you 1031 exchange that property, you will be able to use that full $100,000 profit on the next purchase, minus closing costs and any other fees that you had to pay uh, you know, previously when you sold it, but you won't have to pay taxes. So just assume you have $100,000 after closing costs, after all that junk, then you can take that and go invest in another property. Uh, if you just paid taxes, then maybe taxes or whatever capital gains tax are, let's just say it's 20%. Capital gains tax is 20% uh, or whatever the case may be in this example. So you're gonna lose $20,000. So now you only have $80,000 to take and invest in other rental properties, other opportunities. So 1031 exchange is really a great vehicle for those people who want to defer taxes. You're not dodging taxes. This isn't illegal or anything like that. It's not an offshore 
uh, Cayman checking banking account for the super wealthy rich billionaires or anything like that, people trying to hide money. That's not what this is. This is completely legal and you would do it so that you can defer taxes, take that uh, additional money that you would have paid for taxes and use it towards an additional real estate purchase. I kind of mentioned this before, but one reason this is really useful if you have a rental property or a set of rental properties where the appreciation has kind of flatlined, it's not really appreciating much year over year, your cash flow is not that great, your return on your uh, equity is not that great. So if, if that's the case, that's the case you find yourself in, this 1031 exchange is a really great way for you to get out of that rental property that's maybe not ideal anymore or not ideal for you and then find another property that is ideal for you or another set of properties that are ideal for you. So now you're probably asking yourself, that's great Tom, but how do I perform a 1031 exchange? Well, the best place to start is by talking to the two people that you're gonna need the most. One is a tax professional who knows the ins and outs of doing a 1031 exchange. Make sure you're doing this legally. Make sure you understand exactly how it works. We'll talk a little bit about that later, but I am not a tax professional, so make sure you go talk to a certified tax professional, an accountant, a tax attorney, a real estate attorney, someone who can speak to exactly how this is done legally so that you can stay on the legal side and you don't get in any sort of trouble. The other person you're gonna to wanna to talk to, whether you're you know in your own city or whether you're doing this from a long distance investing standpoint, Point, you're going to want to talk to a realtor who specializes or who has some experience doing 1031 exchanges, doing investment properties in the area that you are looking. So go find those two people, talk to them, chat their ear off. Maybe you want to find more than one realtor. That's okay too. Find the best people that fit you the best with the best knowledge and really just go from there. That's the number one first step. Second step, before you even sell your properties, you want to start identifying two, three, maybe even five other properties that you think you'd like to purchase with your proceeds. And the reason you want to do this before you sell is because you only have 45 days to identify property to 1031 exchange. So if you sell, you know, in the next day's day one, you have 45 days to identify a property. If you can't identify a property within that 45 days, then you're not going to be able to do your 1031 exchange. The next thing is to consider is once you identify property within that 45 day period, you then have an additional 180 days to then close on that property. So you are under a time crunch. You don't get you know a year or two or three. You can't defer taxes forever. You really only get about a six month window to do this. So make sure you know what your deals are. Or you think you know what your deals are gonna be. Have them lined up, know the financing in and out. Are you paying with cash? Are you gonna do some rehab? All these different things, guys. Have all that lined up. Have your contractor do some walkthroughs. Make sure everybody's on the same page so that when you get your proceeds, you can immediately go into that purchase knowing that you've identified your property and you're gonna close well before that 180 days. That way you won't be rushed uh, and you won't have any fear of not being able to do a 1031 exchange legally. And finally, guys, I just wanna talk about some 1031 exchange best practices. These are going to be some things you want to make sure you do, you want to make sure you avoid, uh, and this is all to help you guys. So if you have any more tips about 1031 exchanges, any questions, comments, concerns, please go down below in the comments section. Definitely post those down there for other people to see, or feel free to reach out to me. My cell phone number and my email are down in the description. So if you have anything you don't want to put in the comments section, but you do want to send my way, just reach out with the number below. So that first uh, best practice we're going to talk about uh, is going to be don't 1031 exchange a property 
with like an additional upside. So maybe this is like a, a paid laundromat that comes with the property or the ability to build a second home or third home on the property, something like that, guys. You don't wanna necessarily 1031 exchange those properties unless you're getting maybe a really great deal or you're replacing that upside with a different upside or some kind of other upside in kind. Um, upsides can be a huge advantage, a huge reason for other investors to wanna to purchase your properties and they're really a big bargaining chip. So unless you really have to get out of that property with the additional upside or maybe you can take advantage of the upside with your, uh, your financial situation or you know whatever the case may be, guys, just consider that. If your property has a specific upside that most properties in the area do not have, then definitely think twice, think long and hard about whether you want to 1031 exchange that property. That next best practice we're gonna talk about is gonna to be to consider your dead time or your dead time on money as some people call it. So say you have property A and you want a 1031 exchange it. Once you sell that property, if it takes you six months to get property B, the property you bought, uh, you know, fully rented out, fully renovated, all that sort of stuff, you're gonna be missing out on six months of cash flow, right? Plus, you're also gonna have to carry that rental property B the entire time, unless you pay it in cash, you're gonna have to carry that rental property B the entire time uh, you know, that you're renovating it and getting ready to rent it out. So if you gotta consider your dead time on many, make sure that you're able to carry that new property, make sure you're not losing out on cash flow that you really need in favor of a deal that you maybe you just want that deal, but you really need the cash flow that you're already getting. So definitely consider that before you do any kind of 1031 exchange, uh, or even before you buy any other real estate uh, in general. You have to be able to carry it until you have somebody else paying that bills and you know, you know, you're bringing in that cash flow. That third best practice is gonna be considering your end goal. Uh, 1031 exchanges are a really awesome vehicle, but many times, uh, you know, if you have a large portfolio, even if you have a small portfolio, you're a smaller investor, 1031 exchanges, uh, you know, cause you to do a lot of research constantly. You're always going to be looking at your appreciation thinking, you know, it, should I keep this rental? Should I upgrade to something else? So is your end goal just to buy a few rentals, make a few thousand dollars in cash flow and call a day? If that's the case, then maybe you're not too worried about appreciation. Maybe you just want to establish a place where you're getting solid, positive cash flow that you're happy with. And then don't worry about the 1031 exchange because it can be an additional headache. So make sure you consider what your end goal is. You don't have to do this if you're happy where you are. It's definitely not a necessity. It's just a vehicle or an additional process that can be beneficial for some investors, but not all. So make sure you consider that. That fourth, um, that fourth best practice is going to be make sure you're buying value added properties or properties that you can essentially force uh, appreciation on. So, you know, those properties that are maybe a little run down, maybe need a, a, a 10, $20,000 of work, something like that. Those are the kind of properties where you can put that money in and then end up getting more value on the back end. So maybe it needs $20,000 worth of work and you put that 20,000 in, but then you have it appraised and it's actually worth an additional $35,000. Well, you just got an additional 15K in equity all because you forced some appreciation onto that house. And then plus everyone else in the neighborhood is gonna be happy with you as well. So uh, try to find those deals that are, you know, the really the best deals to help your money go as far as possible force that appreciation, force the value up, so you're walking into equity as soon as possible, as much equity as soon as possible. That's really the name of the game, guys. The more equity you have, the easier it is to do a 1031 exchange and the more beneficial it is to you as an investor. So the more equity you can get on day one or day two, whatever that day may be, 
the better. Last but not least, guys, number five best practice is going to be always speak to a tax professional and a realtor. I know we talked about this earlier, uh, but people get into hot water really quick in real estate by not understanding the laws, not understanding, or you know, both local, federal, state, all that sort of stuff, IRS laws, and you know, bylaws for the HOA, whatever it might be. People get into trouble real estate real quick by not understanding those, and that's why you have to talk to a tax professional and you have to talk to a realtor. These are the two people that are really gonna make sure that your business, that your investment portfolio is not put in risk, is not put in any kind of hot water, that you're not breaking any rules or the law or anything like that. So make sure you talk to these people. I know when you're selling a property, guys, and you're paying a realtor, I mean, that's probably gonna come out of your proceeds, you know, three, four, five, six percent, depending on the deal that you sign with the realtor. But trust me, if you find a good realtor or a good set of realtors, maybe a team who really work their butts off to make sure that your investment portfolio is maintained, to you know really work your butts off to find you new properties, to help you sell the properties that you have. It's definitely worth it, guys, because it's one less thing you have to do, and they're the experts. Let them do the job, let them do the best job they can so that you and your business can thrive um, where you are and you can focus on what you need to focus on, they can focus on what they need to focus on. Same thing with the tax guy. It might be a little pricey to have a tax guy or gal uh, you know, set up in a place where they can really help you day to day with the taxes and with 1031 exchanges, but it's really worth it because the consequences of getting in hot water with the IRS or with the state or with the feds, those are some big consequences and I don't think anybody wants to deal with that kind of headache. So make sure you talk to those two people, understand what they have to say, get to a point where you trust them, and if you don't like them, boot them and find some new people. I really hope you like this video, guys. Uh, I put this together, a lot of great information on 1031 exchanges, so I really hope it, it uh, helps all of you understand what 1031s are, how you can use them, why you should or shouldn't use them, and then, like I said, some best practices. If you have any other questions, comments, or concerns, please head over to my channel, see if some of my other videos will answer your questions, but if not, throw them down in the comment section or drop me a line, call, text, email, all my information is down in the description. Thank you so much for watching guys. Please stay tuned for more content. Don't forget to subscribe and don't forget to smash that like button and that notification bell so you get notified every single time I put out a new video. Thanks y'all, have a great day.